to you live unless you are an audio listener. It's time for Destiny Down Under. episode of the Destiny Down Under podcast. I nearly fucked up literally the one thing I've said 190 times before today, but here we are. I'm Log Powerslave, as every week, uh, and I am joined by poor man's Obi-Wan Kenobi, Island Games. How you going, mate? Oh, look, I'm so, I am sort of getting the Obi-Wan, getting poor back. man Obi-Wan back. Yeah. <laughs> the beard's a bit long for it, but if I give that a trim, yeah, I'll be yeah. right on the money. Yeah. Maddie, very concerned about the younglings games. <laughs> I mean, that was I, that. That, I didn't mean that as a pedo joke that was like it kind of came across that way but that was not yeah. the intent uh yeah anyway no. hey hey going cover what's going on oh uh, you know what i was trying to think what have i done this week uh oh that's right <laughs> wedding suit shopping oh man man i bought a suit really straight up first time First day out. Yeah, well, you're a bloke. You just go out and get shit done. Right? Get it done. I was ready to go. So I didn't really think, okay, first off, it felt like, because the whole family, because I, I think mum wanted to come and obviously dad wanted to come because he wanted to get a suit. Yeah, yeah. And obviously my brother wanted to come. Well, he, no, no, correction. My brother did not want to come, <laughs> but he was forced to come mum. <laughs> So there's two kids in the back seat, fucking in their thirties. Mum and mama and papa driving oh, us, wow. sucking. Stop arguing, to, boys. To get to get to get a suit, yeah. and like, dude, every place you go, you have to book an appointment, mate. They're such fucking cheeky. Since fucking when? Now. Since when? Every place you went to. Oh, do you have an oh, appointment? Is it, is no. it a COVID thing? I, no, 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 no. Just like. A gen- unless you go to like the franchises, most places, because what they do is they get you to book an appointment. So and they, they say, some oh, book an appointment so we can have the your right size in, right? Yeah. They book you in, they do all the measurements, and they basically lock you in. Oh, yeah, we can make that for you. No problem. We'll make it for you. Like if you don't, if you don't have it. Nice. So we, all the first, the first like three, four places we went to, no, I didn't have obviously have an appointment, and we're just like, well, we just, we just, uh, I haven't, I don't know what I fucking want yet. I want to see what I want. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I was, I was a bit, I was a bit sick of it, and I was like, I'm just gonna go home. And um, there was this place. It wasn't like it's not like a high tier suit place. It was like, yeah, I went to a shit uh, place when I got mine. But it was good. Yeah, no, it, they just had all different styles of like jackets and that. So we ended up getting getting something really cool. Good, good. What like you get? Have you you had it out on stream yesterday, didn't you? Because I was yeah, listening. I mean, I, I can, wasn't I, able I, can to watch. I can whisper it. I can whisper it. Just I can't. I don't know. I, don't I told feel Daddy like... she can't fucking see it because I can't see a dress. I said, "Fuck you! You gotta get us in a suit." Then. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm sure that there's some kind of superstitious bad luck bullshit about knowing about it. I don't know. 
Weddings was like yeah. I, I literally did what you did, where it was like me, Keg, Stoy, and Ollie, like my groomsmen, <laughs> went to the shops, and we were there for a total of forty minutes. Just bang, right? We're all getting this, and you're just getting a different coloured tie. Sweet, out we go, <laughs> and it was <laughs> done <laughs> in like on a Sunday afternoon with the work experience kid at the suit shop, <laughs> just going, uh. <laughs> and uh, it turned out fine. So whatever, I I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you are you like trying to drop weight and shit to fit into it or what? I, okay, I was about to say I didn't do what I have it right. So they get the right they get the right jacket for me, put it on, like they, they can button up. Yep. And I look like a fucking primary school kid wearing the dad's clothes. Yeah, because I'm short. Because <laughs> I'm a fucking dwarf. I'm a yeah. fucking hobbit, right? The button, the, if I go to the size that I can actually button up, the, the shoulders are too big, the fucking the jacket length's too long, the arms are like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I go but, once more. I go like, <gasps> yeah, you can't get the button done up, <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like fine, like that way. But you just, <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I, tr- I, I did mine like six months out from our wedding, and then got fat and got thin again in the, because <laughs> like... I was like, shit. <laughs> I've got two months. I better drop some fucking weight. So, because I had a suit that didn't fit, I was too fat for it for like a month. But anyway, it's uh, dude, it's all part of it. It's fun. It's I'm glad you've got it done because it's one less thing to worry about. Well, I don't have the boys done the groomsmen. I got to do that now, but got to manage that. Yeah, it's all right. They're not that bad. You just turn up. They don't. No one fucking cares anyway. Like you can put them in whatever as long as they got pants on. I mean, no what do you do? Like, did you did you did you rent? The groomsmen suits, or did you? Did you? Um, I love how me and Logan just li- li- literally just having a normal conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think we all bought them, but they weren't overly expensive. But because like, I deliberately, like we bought 150 bucks to like rent it. We bought suits that was like that were like, oh, you can just wear this for the rest of your life unless you would get morbidly obese. That was the plan going into it. That we're all going to buy. I've got so suit. many suits that don't fit me. I own a tuxedo, like a flat-out <laughs> tuxedo that my, I was bought for my mate's wedding that I was a groomsman for that we had to wear tuxes because it was a big Macedonian wedding. <laughs> I have never worn it since, and it's probably the most expensive garment that I own. <laughs> Might have to de- get it out, stream in a tux for once, like I'd fit in it. Do you know anyway. what I don't understand? Uh, maybe you went to one place. I know we're battering on this, but every place I went to, I just thought in my head, don't you want to fucking sell me a suit? Like that was so unhelpful. Just like I'm a fucking dude. Just point me. Just let me go to the closet and just bring me shit so I can see what it looks like. Do you know what I mean? Just literally put a hand on your shoulder and say, "This one won't look shit," and then you're done. That's all you need to do, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know. I mean, you did well to pick up on the fact that if you wore the size big, that you look like a hobbit. So, I mean, if they Completely didn't give a fuck. He would have been. <laughs> Look at this little boy no, getting well, married. No, the, the last place we went to, the last place we went to, there's, there was there was one <laughs> shop assistant there, and she was fucking kicking ass. She was welcoming. She had like five fucking people on the run every yep. time. Just yeah, go try this now. Do this now. Get here. And I was like, I love it. this. Is what this is, this is where I'm at. Yep, try this. Try these accessories. Yep, boat. Yep, that's good bow tie. Another bow tie. Get on bow tie. Fucking here you go. Try that. Yep. Nah, nah. Dog shit! Get rid of that fucking. It was good. It was good, really there good. There you go. That's what you want, All right? Well, that's uh, this match wedding week. is sponsored by. 
<laughs> if you'd like to support these these nuptials. Okay. <laughs> oh, do you want um, to get you said your tux it? Maybe after the wedding I can we can do a suit we can do a suit podcast. Just yeah, the top sure. off. Yeah. Oh dude, I like like I'm gonna get in the fucking pants. <laughs> I was fucking eighty kilos back then. <laughs> now I'm ninety in the rest. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe too, it's mate. a goal. We'll we'll, uh, we'll cut weight just to fit into tuxedos for no reason other than to podcast one stream for no with no like even in joke. Yeah. <laughs> so how's the rest of your week been? You been all right? Um, just been trying to smash out um some PhD work, which has you know been interesting as usual, and uh, just doing the old streaming YouTube. I've got a law video ready. Not bad. But yeah, yeah. All right, man. All right, I've been um just toiling away doing the music stuff and all that sort of stuff that uh, I bury myself in when I'm uh kind of feeling a bit flat with destiny at the moment. It's it's pretty rough out there at the moment. I'm looking forward to Iron Banner coming back next after reset, so I can do that. Hopefully, level up another couple of characters to the point that I can take them into the Grandmasters and just get lots of orbs, golf balls, or whatever the fuck. I don't even know what they're actually called, but those things. That's the plan. I've but, never yeah. done that. I don't even know if I can bring myself to do it anymore. I'm well, too. You, I'm too free. You're too far, you're too far behind. <laughs> like, I'm too far behind. It'd, it'd take you weeks to even get to the point that you could do it. And that's why you need to stay on top of it. <laughs> if I can stay on top of it, you can stay on top of it. <sighs> it's all right. I saw your tweet from the day before yesterday. Was it? I can't remember. I think it was, and it was. A good uh, one. It wasn't yesterday. Day before, yeah. Day before yeah. yesterday, it was a good one, and I think it's probably worth talking about for two minutes because it okay. resonated. It resonated with me, and I know it resonated with a lot of other people, uh, purely because basically, I mean, I can summarize it. But if you want to, if you want to jump in and explain your own words better than I can, then go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, um, I I definitely was was feeling anxious and stressed and feeling pretty down and. Um, there's a lot of good people in the community, a lot of high energy people and motivating people. And often I portray myself as that too, because, you know, I also tweet only my best stuff, only my, yep. you know, yep. people must think this guy's hilarious all the time. No, it takes me four hours and I get 30 seconds of good material. But there you go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it goes and it goes on Twitter, right? Yeah. So, um. And I was probably getting pretty annoyed with a lot of just motivational speaking that I was just seeing on social media, just sort of like the general tone of you can do it. I believe in you push through and put a smile on. And I just felt like it, um, it was irritating me because it, it sort of felt like I had to suppress how I was feeling and just um, put a smile on rather than going, it's okay. Do not be okay. And that's what I tweeted about. And it made me feel heaps better. I think it's I think it's a super important thing, dude. Especially for blokes, you know, like in Australia, and I'm sure that it's the same way across the entire planet. That over the last sort of ten years, there's been a huge focus on um, kind of the different way that blokes tend to deal with things like this, and a lot of it is to do with bottling it up. Places like the Black Dog Institute and Beyond Blue and all that sort of stuff are, are super focused on that because as dudes. We, we kind of do that grit your teeth and get along with, get on with life and fucking try and put a smile on your face and ignore it all until it becomes totally too much. So um, 
I am probably, you know, it'll probably come as no surprise to anyone that Matt and I are cut from a pretty similar cloth in terms yeah. of the way we process shit and the, the way we view shit and all that sort of stuff. So um, for mine, as, you know, first your mate, but also someone who, you know, likes your content and, and whatnot, um, I think that it's probably, I wish more people were raw about shit like that because it's, um, there's kind of this whole, you know, it's kind of like that Insta- Instagram syndrome, right? Where like, you know, someone could live in the biggest shithole fucking house in the world, right? They could be falling down around <laughs> yeah. them, but they're in their kitchen yeah. perfectly lit with a cake they baked, right? And you'd never know. And you just go, oh, why can't I bake that cake like that? It's it's not <laughs> yeah. real. Like you, you're only seeing Pete that this tiny little window. So I think that, um, you know, especially given where we are in the world at the moment and all that sort of shit, it is fucked. And then you're allowed to be uh, fucked. <laughs> you're a, yeah. You can feel fucked and there's nothing wrong with it. And provided you're not like deliberately going out of your way to inflict shit moods on people, I think people are going to be pretty understanding if you're looking for someone to talk to. Yeah, so. I mean, um, you know, I probably couldn't explain all of it in two minutes. I guess the last back end of that is it's okay to have a range of emotions. Um, the thing you have to be careful of is when you have a consistent emotion for a long period of time that starts to impact everyday life, i.e. you're feeling down every day for a long period of time and all of a sudden you don't feel like hanging out with people or playing the things that you used to find enjoyable or going to work. Okay, then now that's an issue. But to have the ups and downs, especially in today's climate, is normal. And I don't think enough people were sort of saying that. So that's... Um, that's the premise. I mean, I, mean, I felt hate. Yeah, I found it. I felt it helped a lot, actually, saying it out loud. Um, Fuck yeah. And the other thing I watched, which sort of was on top of that, was the social dilemma. Have you seen that? I saw Deej tweet about it. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. And I feel like it's kind of the thing that will <laughs> maybe... <laughs> maybe finally snap me out of being the arguing Twitter shitbag that I probably am <laughs> because it'll paint it in a bit of a new light. At least I'm hoping like I said, that. Like I said, I've got no more Twitter, YouTube. I've got nothing on this phone. It's literally just a fucking phone. It's got anime and fucking Call of Duty mobile. Wow. Wow. So now you're even That's harder it. to get hold of. <laughs> Now I'm even harder to get hold of. Yeah, I'm gonna start sending you actual like text messages. Yeah, just send me a text message, mate. Give us oh, a ring call. Give us a bell. Ringing you up like the fucking boomer I am. Hello, is Matthew there, please? <laughs> yes, this is Dog. <laughs> anyway, we should talk about. Let's save social dilemma to the end, maybe. Yeah, right. Okay, we can do that because there's a shitload of Destiny stuff to talk about. So I think it's time to hit the sting yeah. and just fucking dive into the juiciness. I feel pretty good that we didn't have to have a guest to remind me to hit the sting this week. I feel like this is progress. <laughs> it was great having Max on last week. That was good. He, yeah, he was. Uh, what a legend. Um, all right. So the 12 this week, it kind of summarizes a big week in terms of destiny with uh, a few things like we've been we've been fed a bit of information this week. So first and foremost, we had the sort of highlight Well, we've had a, a trailer, which I'm going to leave a little bit to, for Matt to talk about, because I'm sure that there's a few little lorry implications that he might want to touch on in it. Yeah, I only um, go deep dive in one part, but if you've got other bits, yeah, let us that's, know. That's all good. I'm, I'm here for I'm here for your deep dive. But, um, you know, we, we saw 
look, a lot of conversation about Destiny's engine, about the way things are going to work, the way things are going to, you know, the, the things that they're investing their time in. And it all started with the update to the weather systems and stuff that are going to be focused primarily on Europa. And I'm sure it's a system that they'll roll out to other planets. But it did start a whole heap of speculation that Destiny was somehow being made on a new engine, which is almost categorically bullshit. I mean, it's... <laughs> but... There's a lot of info in there, and I'd suggest that if you haven't, jump in and read through the TWAB, specifically the interview at the back end with, hang on, so I don't muck up anyone's name, uh, 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 David Aldridge at the end explaining why they're making the changes they're making, what they're going to do, how it's going to impact you. We're, you know, we're likely going to enter a period where there's more more bugs and stuff like that, but um, the weather system in and of itself looks nuts i think Destiny's already a very pretty game but to add another layer of atmosphere on top of that with the sort of blizzardy snowstorms and all of that sort of stuff on a frozen moon i think uh it's people are going to be playing on next gen right as well uh yeah uh, i don't know i mean this is going to have to be supported in current gen consoles because it's sold on current gen consoles i'm not sure whether yeah, there's some scaling factor or whatever that's going to be it won't quite be as in depth i'm sure that we're going to get the option to fine-tune the weather systems <laughs> put it that way in but on pc just <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. how do you like your frames <laughs> one by one thank you very much um <laughs> <laughs> one by one so i can see them better yes very nice Oof. um I think, I don't know, I'm looking forward to this. And I feel like, you know, as I said, Destiny's always been a super fucking pretty game. And to get something that kind of, you know, there'll probably be times where Destiny with the new weather system isn't quite as pretty as it was before. But it's about setting the tone. And I think if we can get that, I think, I think it lends itself for things to be a little bit more intimidating, right? Like if you're out in a fucking blizzard. That's a bit more intimidating than just strolling down the pathways that are normally pretty well lit in Destiny. What do you reckon, Matt? Um, I think it's going to be great for environmental storytelling, but I don't think that Destiny's really ever had an issue with beautiful environments. Uh, I think it's going to be more immersive for the first time you run through, I'm going to say campaign. I hope we have, we always have a campaign norm when these releases, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. In a settled annual release, yeah, we'll get a campaign, man, for sure. Yeah, so I think it'll be more, be more moody in that. I mean, the weather system is it on the entire section of Europa, or is it? My understanding is that it's kind of like a persistently changing thing. That it, like while you're on that zone, it's like different shits rolling but through. Just Europa. That's the way I understand it. I mean, it's. Maybe they're rolling yeah, look, out elsewhere. There, there are. They do speak I, to other changes that they're making on like Nessus and stuff with lighting and all that sort of stuff. So I dare say that there's part of this that's underwritten in the game's code as a whole and that it'll be looked to be rolled out as things go forward. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see look, how they use it in established locations, that's for sure. I, it, look, it's going to be great, okay? It's definitely going to be great. Here's the thing. I feel like weather systems... Uh, more suited to open world survival games where you're in the same zone for a long period of time. Yep. 
So what happens in Des what okay, with the weather system in Destiny, what happens, let's just take Mars. All right, what happens if you just transport from the bottom part of Mars to the top part of Mars? Because at the moment we get different instances when even when you if you're not in a fire team, right? So are you gonna jump <laughs> from one system to another system? Maybe. <laughs> uh it's a like bit cold like, oh, here. It's a bit nippy. Yeah. <laughs> just maybe. Cool. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how they manage that. I think maybe like you'll you'll if they can make it so that you're in the same instance, so that maybe there's a storm over you at one location, and you go oh well, and you transfer, and you can see it off in the distance. I think that'd be wicked, but I who knows? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anyone. Knows we have a, point, we have a day budget. night cycle already now. Yeah, it's it's just not very exaggerated. Like you'll go in the tower sometimes, and it'll be night. It's kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't ever notice that. I don't think it lends itself particularly well to like making things more intimidating in the dark. So it'll be interesting to see if this weather system stuff manages to do that. Like I, I, I feel what, like if visibility is shit and things are like, ah, like yeah, like yeah. yeah, like if I have to put if the ghost comes up in your shoulder and you have a flashlight and you get like a blizzard coming through, yeah, that'd be cool. I just think I think for Destiny though, like. My always issue with Destiny is that everyone just wants to, once you've done the campaign once, everyone just wants to speed run it, yeah. right? And, and everyone's just oblivious to the environment after that. Yeah. So it's sort of like, is this something that's going to slow you down as you trudge through snow? And everyone's like, I need to fucking get to the loot. Wait, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the weather. <laughs> be bitching about weather in game now. It'd be interesting. Anyway, it's it's I'm, another string. I'm interested in the bow to the see sure. how the weather system plays out for sure. Um, typically, it's always great in regards to you know um, the feeling of an environment. Uh, I think it's going to be a hard balance with like you know if you're like oh visibility is crap, let me just reload this. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about if they if there's a I mean there should be at least one. PvP map on Europa where there's a fucking blizzard. No, no yeah. visibility. No visibility PvP game. I'm, I'm, I'm for it because I carry a shotgun. I'm but an ape. Uh, all right. So beyond that, uh, earlier this week, Forsaken and Shadowkeep became available on the Xbox Game Pass. So if you're uh, on the old Xbox, you can go in there and get that. Um, good times. Uh, upcoming after reset, I've already mentioned it, is Iron Banner. So if you're looking to rapidly boost your light or get some good loot, uh, particularly the forward path, the uh, auto rifles, pretty nasty if you get the right roll on it. Jump in there and uh, and take on ye old fucking Banner of Iron. It'll be the last time I think we see it before um, Beyond Light drops. I can't see it coming around again. Well, then again, this one's been pretty recent, so maybe we will see it one more time, but... I think Iron Banner is going to be a completely different beast once the new DLC drops because they're instituting the new playlists, the solo play players playlist and all that. So, Oh, nice. So I think it's going to be welcome, but it's going to make it a lot harder if, you play, if you're playing uh, with your group of mates. You're going to need to be on your fucking game. So if you want to go in and get when, some easy wins, now is probably coming your time out? with Beyond Light. So November. Okay. Um. All right, so into the meat and potatoes of the of the twelve this week, which is the the chat with that I mentioned before with uh, Destiny Engineering Director David Aldridge. Um, there's a lot in here. I'm not going to go through and, and read the whole thing because I'm not even going to pretend like I don't. I'm going to understand it. But 
There's a few really important things that have started people speculating on stuff as Destiny does that there are, um, there's a part here where it says we shifted our mission scripting model to run on the physics host instead of the mission host. Um, basically, in the long run, this change will give designers options to create more, more novel mission mechanics by giving mission scripting environment full access to the game state instead of the much more limited access the mission host had. So more or less, the way that I am understanding this works is that things will no longer be kicked off by hitting a, hitting an instance of something. Like, you know, when you walk into a specific place, they can be triggered by where you are or the state, you know, how much ammo you've got or like it, it becomes a, a much more granular set of circumstances that they can customize content around. I think we could see destiny get a fucking lot harder <laughs> if, if they, if they're going to take it that way. The other thing that I've seen speculated on. So what, like, they could put, like, a mission status on, like, if you die, like, you'll fail the mission. Well, the, the physics host is more your character's interaction with the environment in its entirety. At least I understand it to be that way. I may be wrong. I'm, you know, a Luddite in this respect. But it's where you are, what you're doing, um, where the, the, mission ho- the mission host was kind of, okay, the only things that it took into account were really broad like um your rough location like in terms of an area and you know maybe how many of your fire team were up that's it where the physics host is a lot more specific has a lot more information and will allow them to tailor the content they make much more specifically so i, I don't know maybe it maybe it's something as like I'm, I'm not sure whether this is a this is just my understanding of it. So if someone's got a better understanding, fuck it, yeah, let us know. Come on the podcast, talk to us about it. Love it. But um, say if you're the last guardian standing, right, and there's a heap of thrall, they would normally, if you ran away and hide, they'd just hang out and probably leave you alone. But maybe in this instance, they can know that you're alone and that you've got fuck all ammo and they can charge. Okay. So I, I feel yeah, so like someone did mention just then in the Twitch chat that it might help out with AI. Yeah. So I feel uh, like intelligence as well. we could really up the AI intelligence. The other thing that I've seen, and this is complete speculation, is that if this is a fundamental way that they're addressing the way the engine reads itself to an extent or the way parts of the game read, draw information, that the physics host is also the part of the game that you would think would be the easiest in which to detect cheaters. I don't know that, but I've seen it speculated on, just to clarify. So yeah. Yeah. If, if, I mean, if there was going to be a part of the game that could do that, it would be this. So if there's an overarching way to read the physics host and say, okay, this guy is like clearly something skew if here, bang, and then automate banning from that, I feel like that's a fucking huge step. I doubt we're going to hear anything out of Bungie on any cheat. Oh, the way I, feel, I see this rolling out is that they will get all of their ducks in a row and they will go bang on the, on the release of fucking Beyond Light and they will be absolutely slaughtering anyone and everyone that they can in that sense to ensure that the raid race is not corrupted, that it will be a, an absolute sledgehammer um, to, to sort of keep up the integrity of that activity. But as I said... That's speculation, and we don't we don't normally get into that kind of thing here. We we kind of 
have a little bit of jump around. But I do feel like it could be positive news for a lot of people who become disenfranchised and a lot of the people who are like, I'm going to get the new console because fucking playing Destiny on PC with all the cheaters is shit. I don't think it's going to remain that way. Um, maybe that's just me being the PC player that I am, saying self-serving shit. Been doing that for a while, but <laughs> that's nothing new. But uh, I don't know. Fingers crossed that they're, this is they're definitely addressing a lot of things with the engine, and um, I think it's important. I think it's important that we we allow ourselves to hope. There you go. That's it. Um, the other thing that's in here, and this is sort of the stuff that started people harping on about there being a new engine, was that things will look different. There'll be bugs. There'll be, you know, like the the way that things are rendered is going to change slightly. There's, there's a lot of uh, sort of underneath the hood adjustments happening so that they can expedite how fast they're rolling out content and how easy it is for them to build. So I think it's great. I think that this this sort of stuff is... If it leads to faster content, more co- customizable stuff in the in the future, gimme. I don't think anyone's going to have an issue with it. I'd be interested to see how much the models change. Not that I've seen my Titan's face for six months. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's a cutscene yeah, that forces me with, to take it off. With all this conversation, I'm, I was just having a bit more of a read of chat with the physics hose and all this kind of yeah. stuff. And all I'm thinking as an absolute Halo fanboy now is that it's going to feel a bit more like Halo when it comes to how clever the ai is yeah yeah and it's always been and like not just roll through a room and clear and roll through a room and just just not like like so linear it's always been the part of destiny that for me never met halo right like destiny's as pretty as halo the gun plays as slick as halo it's fucking you know like there's, there's even cooler shit in the abilities and all that sort of stuff the one thing that destiny never never really stepped up and met with halo met halo with was the ai intelligence and you can even go back to like or even even then because to me destiny ads always felt like fucking mmo mobs you know like you you know that kind of like oh they're in this area and if you go in and you can edge in you can fucking taunt one out and fucking kill them and you know like there's always that where yeah halo was always there was always something else going on it was like they they were you know there, there was an overarching intelligence driving them which i feel like if we can get just even 10 percent of that more in destiny it'll make you know because i mean even i've been doing a lot of the grandmasters of late and i know that i'm not a particularly positive person when it comes to talking about strikes but like you can pick them apart really easily and there's like dead man and, and speaks and, and even nick uh are really good with that stuff because there's a process like they just know okay we get this guy we bait him in here we pick yeah, him off i would much rather up. it be like a skill thing rather than <laughs> yeah i know if i do steps one to five we will get it like hide this yeah. spot have this gun aim this yeah. direction yeah and i and i feel like like the uh, i mean uh, having done lake of shadows probably five times over the last week it's pretty easy to pick apart once you know what you're doing, you know, you can bait things down corridors and okay, we just run through this room because we don't need to do anything and all of that where I feel like they could make it so much meaner with just a little bit more awareness for, for the AI. So it'll be interesting to see if that, that is a change that, that does present itself that way in the game world. But yeah. that's uh, if you, if you want a really interesting read, I know that a lot of people found it super dry. Um, I found it really interesting. So, so jump in and, and give that a look. Um, beyond that, there is a whole heap of emblems for uh, 
what I might do, I might see, if, is this on the right screen? Yes, it's on the right screen. Genius, power slave. Sorry, audio listeners, this is uh, <laughs> just, just for the, the visuals here. Um, so heap of emblems that are coming out with Beyond Light, the fashion show emblem, um, we've, we've, you know, there's a current one, uh, featured artist emblem, movie of the week emblem. I actually really dig that. I really dig that. I It's That's orange nice. and orange and sort of like a really sepia vibe to it. Uh, the Bungie Bounty emblem gets an update, so there's going to be more Bungie Bounties, oh, no. ladies and gents. Um, but probably more importantly, uh, the um, the community mentors, ninjas, and shields that do a shitload of work, you know, on the Bungie forums and all that sort of stuff, they get their own emblems. So um, probably the coolest of all of them is the ninja. Um, I love it. So if you're out there and you're, you're doing, uh, doing the traveler's work in the forums and you have earned this for yourself, fucking big ups. Good on you. There you go. Got him. There you go. Very pretty. So, I mean, if that's a sign of the way emblems are going to go in the future, sign me up because they all look fucking unreal. That is the top for this week. That was probably more thorough than we've been in six months. (laughs) And I only rolled my eyes like a couple times. I mean, now's your chance to repay the favor because we, we're going to get into the law. <laughs> oh, I knew that. I knew there should have been something I was doing while I was fucking just listening to you. Open it up the word doc, Matty. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome to Matt Quizzes Log. No, Log has no, no idea. What do we but have we'll to make a fucking quiz? Fifty percent. Fifty percent right, and potentially predict. Oh yeah, this is this is where Matt tries to grill me, and I end up like figuring out the entire universe. Okay, all right. Yeah. Right. All right. Okay. The trailer. Okay. Did you see? I've watched it once. I watched it through once. Um, I was pretty excited by it, and I thought, no, I'm just gonna. I I was. I wanted you to explain it to me, so. Here we go. All right, okay. I'm ready. The part that I watched straight. was, did you see the screenshot of a Vex and an Exo in like a, it looked like a cryopod of, it looked like it's some sort of development chamber. Yeah. It looked like some, they were, I got the, the impression that they were like either trying to create a hybrid or that, you know, they were trying to, that the, the Vex were maybe trying to, put a put the like make an exo part of its i don't know put the white shit into the you know whatever it is what's it called oh you're off to a rocky start yeah right okay so (laughs) i'm just trying to lower everyone's expectations like aggressively (laughs) all right so look let me take you back let me take you back d1 d1 veteran law player okay okay that's 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 what you need to embody right now what did you first learn about the XO? Do you remember anything about their law? Like, what was the deal with them? That they were like, well, they're, they're people that have been sort of transferred into the into the XO yeah. frames, right? Yeah. Uh, what else do I know about it? That they're wiped periodically to keep yeah. them sane. Um, uh, I don't know. Why were they created? Do you know anything about that? Wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. I might be completely guessing here, but is it part of like the future war cult thing when they were trying to put people in different bodies to be able to see the future, or is that? There's definitely like, could be theories around that for sure. Things definitely over. theories around that. 
Right. So the main thing that we got was the original. Remember back way back when the Grimmel yep. cards. You had a Grimmel card for human. You had a Grimmel card for Exo, and you had a Grimmel card for Awoken. Yes. And the opening line of the Grimmel card for the Exo was basically. Ask yourself, what threatened your Golden Age ancestors so much that they constructed the Exos to defend themselves? So it puts right. this big question mark like, it was a Golden Age, so why the fuck did we make robots? Why did we make, why did we make war machines, essentially? And then there's a bunch of other cards that says there was a long forgotten battle between the Exos and something. We don't, well, we, we do know, but. At that point, we didn't quite know. So that that's really all we, we knew. And then then eventually they went down explaining uh, the mind transfer into the exo body and Rasputin and Clover Spray and that kind of stuff. But we never really came back to the really origin point, which was this long forgotten war. And I think this is what fucking is, they're going to really hit home on in Beyond Light and it's going to be absolutely insane. And so I started digging into this long forgotten war why the Exos were created um, and came across a couple of really interesting things. The first thing was in Destiny 1, so back way back then, Ghost Fragment Exo 2 Grimmel card is a Thanatonaut Exo. So Thanatonauts, people intentionally die and it's a bit like they have visions as they're being revived. So they kill themselves and they get flashbacks. Yep. In the Exo's case, they often get flashbacks of their previous life or they get flashbacks of before they were guardian. Because remember, you have Exo's and you can have Exo guardians. So they had a life as an Exo that potentially was wiped as well. Okay. So this Thanatonaut Exo dies and has a vision. And this is what the vision is description of. We are on the ice. This is elsewhere and elsewhen. There is a mighty aurora, and it is reflected in the ice, so I walk between two fires, although the one below is cracked and full of corpses. I've had an, I have and I am a weapon. Up in the sky, there is a hole in Jupiter. It tears at me when I look at it. So where do you reckon they are? I mean, in the frozen part suggests Europa, right? Yeah. You know what? But, what moon Europa is? A, Europa is a moon of Jupiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounds like they're on Jupiter. It sounds like they're on Europa. Is there right? the aurora, though? Is that implying that it's a red aurora? Because isn't that Enceladus? Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at it. I, I assume it probably has some fucking weird thing in the sky like... um. Okay. The the greeny the greeny stuff flying through. Uh, and then so so think about that. So we've got this we've got this vision of a bunch of bodies on Europa. Uh, and we know that Europa's gonna have deep stone crypt. We know the yep. exos are having this this vision. We've also got another uh, another uh, this was Taking King. Then Taking King released this one. And, it's, and this is one of the few times it actually describes what the Exos are fighting. And it says a chaotic scene of Vex and Exos fighting a titanic battle. The backdrop is pitted and scarred. 
but unidentifiable. Uh, and it goes on from there. Then in, so that's before anything else, that's the only reference I can find that says that the Exos were fighting the Vex. S specifically says the Vex, the Exos yeah. were fighting. So we're sort of thinking <laughs> that the Forgotten War is the Vex. Is something about the Exos fighting the Vex at some point. And we're probably thinking it was on Europa because of the previous vision and all the corpses. But the corpses could be just reference to all the bodies that all the actual humans that were transferred into exo bodies anyway. So it could be something else, not necessarily a battle, but it's sort of a little bit of a breadcrumb trail. And this is a fucking sneaky thing. And I didn't know this. I think it was, it was either external memory in chat or it was Mr. Dino games or it was one of the other law buffs in the community that said this. And I said, uh, and I think it was on focus fire chat. They said, hey, Matt, do you remember what they said in the shit? So now, now we're moving on. So we went original, Taken King. Did yep. you see what they said in the Shadow Keep book? This one. And I was like, what did they say in the Shadow Keep book? Right? <laughs> and and this, this stuff's actually pretty hard to find because it's not, uh, there is actually transcripts of it now, but it's not as sort of it's common. It's online, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, it, was, it is one of the, I think it's one of the Wikipedias that has it. Um. And I think Focus Fire talked about it too. And they were like, there's literally one sentence in this book that basically confirms this theory of the Vex, that the Exos were made to fight the Vex. Okay. And we, we've only ever had hints of it, all the other sort of official lore. And there's one sentence that's fucking buried in here. And it's just very flippant. And that's why I never remembered it. Because this book is actually about Clovis Bray finding the anomaly, which is the black sphere yeah, yeah, that we yeah. think summoned the pyramid ships in the first place. Right. So there's lots of other more interesting shit happening in this book, apart from Vex fighting Exos. But it says Clovis Bray has buried its war against the Vex under a sarcophagus of secrecy an existentially compromising information hazard. They could do it again. So straight up says what the forgotten war was, which was yeah. the Exos fighting the Vex, and then even has a cheeky, a sarcophagus, right? It's a sarcophagus. It's like a fucking tomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep stone crypt. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if you, it's all so coming if you to read fruition. The, <laughs> so if you read the sentence again, just replace sarcophagus with the word crypt. Clovis Bray has buried its war against the Vex under a crypt of secrecy. So, so that for me is starting to confirm that there there was a secret war where the Vex, where the Exos were used to fight the Vex, and my prediction so far is that it was on. It was at the base. It was on Deepstone Crypt. That's just about to get real, 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 real here, real here. Right? We're not quite at the point yet. <laughs> Sit up straight. Right. Sit up straight. Then what happened is this doesn't really explain why they had a Vex. It doesn't really explain why they had a Vex and um, an Exo in a, in a bubble, right? Like in, a, in an experiment chamber. Yep. So I was trying to get to like how we could explain that. And then I remembered that 
I want I really wanted to come back to the the because the thing is during the golden you gotta remember this all happened during the golden age, right? And we didn't have any enemies yet. We didn't have the hive, didn't have the fallen, didn't have the cabal. Yep. The only thing we did have was the Vex. So I went back to that origin story, which was the Ishtar Collective researchers on Venus. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're on Venus and they find the Vex mind. And they realize the Vex mind can um simulate realities or simulate parallel realities or simulate whatever. And they're like, holy fuck, we might be in the matrix. We need to work out that our reality is real. And that very much concerned them. So they ended up contacting Rasputin. But the bit of like hidden law that you need to know about that is Ishtar Collective and Clovis Bray, i.e. Rasputin being under Clovis Bray umbrella, are very separate corporations. And in fact, they were rivals in yep. research and technology. Ishtar Collective being the good guy researchers and Clovis Bray being the fucking corporate giant. Yep. Essentially. And in, I actually don't know what release it is. I have to look it up. It was with Elsie Bray. It might be in the War Mind release. Now we move a bit more. Actually, we've got to back a bit. In the War Mind release, um, there is one entry where Elsie Bray who we now suspect is the Exo Stranger, describes secretly getting information from the Vex researchers on Venus. She says, a brilliant classmate I met at the physics fellowship in Delhi, which we know is Maya Sundaresh, because we know that's where she trained, yep. took a job on Venus to continue her research. Twice a year, we exchange encrypted transmissions to share ideas for it's a silly notion to lay claim to shared human knowledge. So she's sort of saying it's it, not fair yeah. that Clovis Bray locks off knowledge to everyone else and vice versa. Ishtar Academy materials are forbidden on Mars, home of Clovis Bray. But I avail myself of any opportunity to push myself to the next peak. If I can get my hands on a Vex core, there's no telling how far I can push Bray engineering this item may be safely discarded. So now we have a link between the first Vex researchers and Elsie Bray, who we think the fucking exo-stranger is, getting information from the OG Vex researchers who are no longer with us because they went through fucking time as virtual researchers. Then there's a journal entry. I know, I'm like, this is the whiteboard, right? The, ah. No, I'm for it. Go, go, quick. There's a journal entry with Cade 6, and I fucking forgot about this. I can't remember how I found it. I just stumbled upon it. This Ishtar gig is pretty wild, even for a lughead like me. Get it, Ace? A lughead. Come on. I'm trying. I'll get some better jokes, I promise. I knew I was here to secure some top secret thing in the jungle, but I saw it today. They dug up the remains of a technological civilization that actually predates humanity. Don't tell anyone, or it could be Wipesville again. So once again, now we have confirmation. Clovis Bray had its mitts all over Vextech from yep. Venus. Through Elsie Bray and through whatever they dug up there. They already had exos at this time. If you then look at something like the Deepstone Crypt's Titan Mark, it is literally the image of a Vex structure. 
So we're getting to the point of knowing that they must have tried to combine the technology from the Vex with the Exos. And I think my prediction is that image that we saw was actually Elsie Bray trying to combine the Vex core with an Exo. And in the end, she created herself as the Exo Stranger. Because why the fuck can she time travel? Oh, yeah, exactly. I don't know. That Maybe was... she stole the fucking Vex technology. That was what there. Yeah, that was. It... <laughs> and turned it into something that she can use for her own whatever purposes, right? Like. Right. So and then if you think about, well, why would there be a battle? Why would there be, where's this forgotten war? Well, if the Vex knew that they were making this stuff, the center, the, the center, you know, headquarters would be Deepstone Crypt. That would be where the war would take place. If the Vex wanted to launch an assault to stop Clovis Bray from making time-traveling fucking robots, the only thing they could take out the Vex, they would have a war there. So then Clovis Bray fucking would have sent all these soldiers there, all the Exos, they had a massive war. Guess who was the only survivor? Exo Stranger. Hmm. She has been said to be the only survivor from a forgotten squadron that took place in the Forgotten War. And she's almost certainly at that time developed the ability to time travel and that's the only reason she has survived, right? Like, so... Yeah. So that you'd have to say that at that point, the Vex have, like, simultaneously... They've obviously won the, that battle, wiped out that whole... You know, if, if there's no history of it, then there's no survivors beyond her, right? So, cool. So she's then, like, jumped off the grid of time as a conventional linear thing and is now trying to undo the Vex's work by manipulating time, which is kind right. of what we've always known, right? And I guess the other tie-in that I haven't done yet, and I see Jug's comment there, I'll get that in a sec. The other tie-in we haven't done yet is it might not just be that the Vex were attacking Deepstone Crypt because it probably had technology to make time-traveling robots like the Exos, which could combat them, but also... I think there's got to be a tie-in with the anomaly and the darkness. So I think yep. we could see that Deepstone Crypt has multiple research functions because the um, the Exo Stranger describes a future full of darkness. And I wonder whether, and this is where I'm sort of getting Jugs's point, because we see these new Vex in there. I wonder whether all... You know, and we know Eremus is trying to wield the darkness too. I wonder whether the Vex were also trying to get the darkness as well. So they were sort of trying to stop the creation of time-traveling robots, but they were also trying to secure new tech, which would have been the darkness. Do you think out of this, that you know how we, we've been banging on for, oh, we need like playable like other races and friendly races and all that sort of stuff, like friendly enemy races. Do you think that there's even a slim chance that we're probably closer to getting that with the Vex than the Fallen, if this is the case? Like, <laughs> I don't think that I don't think the Vex are capable of friendship unless it's like yeah, but like if our goals are aligned and like because they're not yes. inherently evil, they're they're kind of like their own well. The Vex have already done this. The Vex basically helped us destroy... The Vex allowed us to live so we could destroy Oryx. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. So are we the question is not whether we ally with them, it's just whether or not we're useful to <laughs> them at the moment. Yeah, 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 that's more the question. Yeah, yeah. okay. So I see the error of I haven't ways. looked at anything else, but I've, I've seen that there are different looking Vex in the trailer and I haven't really... Um, I haven't really had a deep dive into those jugs in chat said it looks like the weird fish thing that exo stranger had um which would once again support the idea of combining vex tech with exo stranger or exo neuroscience tech it's a oh dude and what a time to like like not only are we are we looking at the story going forward, but they're also bringing back kind of like the one holy grail of uh, Vex time <laughs> manipulation and plotting and all of that being the Vault of Glass. I do reckon this is well, this is this is like can be it can be a subwritten in thing that that like okay maybe we regain access to the Vault through this stuff rather than it just being hey here's an old bit of content do what you want with it. Well, the oh. thing is, this stuff was written right back in Destiny 1, and there was always those, like, speculation that there was meant to be a frozen planet and it got cut from content and all this kind of yep. stuff. And if you think about it, it really is an... Or I, I think we're going to get an origin story for the Exos. We know what... We, we, had, we had an origin story for the Awoken. The whole Awoken origin story was Forsaken. We got entire books about Marasov and how she created that species. True. We don't yeah. have any. We have never Vex, come yeah. back to revisit. We know that they transferred their minds. We know that that Clover Spray was doing shady stuff, but we never really had a proper origin story for exploring the Exos. And I think if it's ever going to happen, it's probably going to be a Deep Stone Crypt. So that's cool. I think it's exciting. I think it's very exciting. And like, Okay, part of me like is is apprehensive about this because whenever you start messing with timey wimey wibbly wobbly stuff, it takes the stakes out of the game, right? So I'm interested to see how they'll manage that because quite clearly, I mean, Elsie Bray, the exo stranger, can time travel. So if we start working with her, at what point do we start doing that? Do we start undoing the things that have already been done and all of that sort of stuff? It, you know, that's that's my concern with it. <laughs> Imagine this. Imagine if they went. Imagine they just went full Prince of Persia. They just give you a mission where you could fucking <laughs> pause. Oh, you didn't fall to your death. Good on you. Shut <laughs> that up. Oh, I don't know. All right. Well, what we might do? Exclamation mark. Huh? Oh, dude, it's it's nuts. It's nuts. I I need a minute to process all of it. To be honest. Um, oh but, yeah! Look, I've 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 still got to read this. I've got to reread my script and come up with some other other bits and pieces to put in there. But um, I think it's I was there. I think there's a really nice tie-in back to D1, and I think if you look hard enough, you're gonna see a lot of. I think this stuff's finally coming out, which is really cool. It's good. It's like I've always loved it when they've managed to hit those long-form sort of. You know, the, the ball's been on the T-ball mount for forever and now they've finally come along and hit it and put it into play. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, that's patience, right? Like, that's that's fucking proper storytelling. And, I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just opportunism that they've gone back and found building blocks that they can tie things to. But I think it's great either way. All right, what we're going to do, exclamation mark Discord in chat. If you want to jump in and have a chat to me and Maddie, if you've got 
I've got a feeling like there might be a bit of a law appetite here today, Matt. So <laughs> maybe just a tiny bit. <laughs> maybe just a tiny bit because and and like to be honest, I know that I'm not the best at it. And if you want to jump in and ask Matt more pertinent questions than I have, fucking or or if you've if got you've your spotted, own theories. You, uh yeah, if you've seen something else in the trailer, because that's the only thing I've really honed in on. I, I've basically ignored everything else. So if you spotted something else in the trailer, you want to. Hit us with your theory. Jump in the Discord, and we'll uh, we'll pull you through, and you can you can yep. you'll find spit a, it out live. A channel called the Waiting Room that you can hang out in until we, we yeah, pull you up. Yeah, just jump in the Waiting Room, and then, then or, we'll pull you through. If you're not comfortable with that, you can always just write it in text, like a. Or you um, can write in text. That's fine too. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Um, what were we going to briefly circle back to that we were talking about earlier? Oh, um, social dilemma. Uh, social dilemma, right? Yeah. Just while everyone comes in, we're not going to run away from law entirely, but I just want to give you the opportunity to, you know, set yourselves up. Look, I haven't actually finished watching it yet, but the basic premise is that um, we attach a whole bunch of self-worth now to social media and it physiologically, psychologically is changing kids and adults. Some crazy statistic about youth an adolescent suicide, depression, anxiety just can basically be tracked to Facebook, Instagram, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and the bit that got me, I obviously know some of this because when I have a good video, I feel good about myself. Yeah. When I have less views and less likes, I feel bad about myself. And that bit hit home a bit because I said, we all of a sudden start attaching our self-worth to likes, dislikes, views, etc. Metrics, yeah. To metrics, which yeah. is not true. Um, so that, and the other thing they said that hit home was humans probably aren't designed to receive thousands of comments, to receive thousands of opinions all at once. It's not really something we should expect ourselves to be able to take on, which yeah. is also nice to hear. Um but the thing that got me is just, and I know it, I know that it's, um, you know, everyone's fighting to keep you on their platform. And I know this, this is what I got told when I went to a YouTube seminar, right? Yeah. We want, you want people to click on the video. You want them to watch for as long as possible. Okay. And then you want them to click on more videos. And if you could do that, the YouTube algorithm will basically boost you. Um, and that's what I obviously do in, 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 in my mind, I was like to be successful on Twitch and YouTube. I need to engage people. I need to make sure they're interesting. They stick around and I need to make sure they want to watch other stuff. And I always just thought, well, I'm just providing entertainment. Like that's what I do. Right. And I never thought about the other side of the coin, which is I'm part of a system that system of content creators that knows they need to reinforce what YouTube and Facebook made, which is keeping people glued to their phones to be successful. Like it's, I could not make, let's say ethical content because it wouldn't go anywhere and I wouldn't make any money. And then I would stop doing it. So inherently I have to make things that grab your attention and keep you on the YouTube platform as long as possible. I never thought about that before. And I was like, huh. I always just thought, hey, I'm being entertaining. That's fun. 
people enjoy it. People give lots of good feedback. I love your videos, mate. It's great. Yeah, but I, I learned thought, something like, out of this. Rah, rah, rah. That's, that's great. But it's the, the on-flow like, implication it, of it. Is there a negative for me engaging so many people? And then I thought about Destiny and I was like, you know, this is applied to social media. <sighs> Look, doesn't matter which way you spin it. Destiny is a form of gambling. You're investing time. You're playing. Once you've already done all the stuff for the first time and you finish your raid, if you're still playing Destiny, what you're saying is, I want to spend my time because there's a random chance I'll get a random weapon with a random roll that will make me feel good. Unless you're doing PvP and you're doing a skill thing and your goal is to get skill. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few ways you can skin that cat in that, like, you could be playing Destiny solely because it's a social outlet or, you know, like... Or you use it as a social outlet. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, that's true. And I haven't thought about this part as much, but I've, in my head, I was like, you know, there's got to be a portion of people getting the dopamine hit from Destiny and that it's core loop of get a random weapon, get a random roll. Think about this. When they got rid of random rolls, what happened? Yeah, no one liked it. Yeah. Fucking died, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and 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 you're right. Yeah, like I don't I don't think even anyone who designed that system would argue with it because it's it's kind of like that is the core of inv of an investment loop, right? It's to slowly and like, and, and like, look at look at it this way: if you could reliably one hundred percent invest your time and get a known reward every single time, it'd be a much faster system. So to slow the system down, it's chance. Like that's where it comes in. So that the longevity of the system is 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 much longer. So in that, I don't think Destiny does anything that other games don't do, mind you, and that World of Warcraft hasn't been doing for fucking fifteen years. Exactly. So there's that. So like but, we're not. But, but I don't do think we're what, saying like, we're not saying that it's evil, but there's definitely like you're right when you when you start to step back and you look at all of the systems in your life that you engage in that are entertainment, one way or another, they're trying to hook you. To spend more time on them than the others and that's, that's what you're getting at yeah and especially coming into games as a live service why the fuck do you think halo infinite is going to try to be like destiny because the thing is when they made the halo games they were fucking amazing but people don't stick around because you get your yeah. entertainment value and there's no hook there right yeah. and and destiny has the hook which is like invest time get cool loot Invest more time, get more cool loot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Halo and was kind of like, and it, I think, I think it would be naive to say that Bungie, or at least Bungie's investors, like a hundred percent, have had the conversation about we're a live service game. We're competing against other live service games. Um, we need to keep our player base healthy and alive for the game to keep going. How do we keep people playing the game? Which is exactly what the social dilemma was talking about. But they're talking about a social media platform. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it much, but I just thought a lot oh, of the dude, things think, that they spoke about apply to gaming. There's a definite. And I'm always there. the biggest and there's, advocate there's like, 
Yeah, yeah, I'm the, I'm the same man, and I mean, I, I'm I'm lucky in that I don't have unlimited time to throw at Destiny, or I probably would. Honestly, I I'm pretty structured with the way I approach gaming and because of you know family life and the kids and work and all that sort of shit i've got a lot to juggle so i'm super regimented in when i play and why and streaming and all that sort of yeah. stuff but i know that like if i'm on holidays and i have nothing else to do bang i wake up eat something in here playing fucking video games all day like that's that's the yeah. thing because i care about it and i want to do it i guess the and you know that's fine if you're a fucking grown adult and you're making conscious choices and all that sort of stuff it, it becomes a bit more problematic when it's a kid that's obsessed with Fortnite that's staying up overnight you know like i i heard about this through the week that that was one of one of my mum's friends like their her grandson was falling asleep at school and it was because he was so addicted to to like wanting to play Fortnite that he was setting his alarm for like 1 a.m and playing while all his family were asleep so he could get away with it and then like going back to bed and pretending to be asleep when everyone woke up and then going to school you know, like when when that's the when the system can get its hooks into someone that's as young as impressionable as that in a game, that's fucking terrible. But then you think about the implication of it on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, where the, the hook isn't anymore playing a game. It's kind of like social positioning in a way, where you know, like yeah, what, I was, aspect, what I was, what I was, what I was inferring before with instagram where like someone could live in a shithole and they could bake a beautiful cake and stand in the one clean part of their house and take a picture so that you get a whole heap of impressionable people being hooked into a system being shown images of fucking like oh here's this perfect person here's this perfect person here's this perfect person here's this perfect person here's this you like this and it's all driven by trying to keep people on the platform all that does in an impressionable human is feed a deep-seated feeling of inadequacy, right? Yeah. And that's I that's the line. There's like, more, I haven't seen the doco. I can't wait to, I, like, I'm, I'm super... Yeah, watch it. I'll probably watch it on Sunday night. But I think that there's, there's a huge, a huge underwritten element of this that the corporate side of you know selling advertisement and all that sort of stuff and all the metadata they keep on people now and all that sort of shit you know they've used it to sell things they haven't really considered the cost of it on the actual humans that are the the meat yeah. in the fucking sandwich well, right yeah well that, that that's what this thing goes into um and i think the difference with gaming is i do think there are much greater i think they're much the social benefits of gaming. Like, what are the social benefits? Isn't it funny how social media has very few social fucking benefits? Dude. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. Like, I can get on and it's a social outlet for me to play games with my mates. Great. Sit on Facebook. <laughs> See how fucking connected to people you feel. Oh, I like your fucking picture of your cat, mate. It's a different thing. It's a like it's a, almost completely negative. Like I don't see that's. But when you were saying that stuff about uh, gaming, does it to a certain extent? And I just had this thought here as well. When it comes, you know, you see someone like, oh my god, they've got everything. Yep. What version of what what version of that is in Destiny? Oh, it's always there. It's the exotic. It's the random roll. It's, it's the god roll. It's the triumph. And look. There's, there's an element of that that is, okay, it's a carrot, right? 
that I think gaming can do because you can go on and even if you don't know how to do it, you Google it and you can find out what you would need to do to attain that. Where I think social media as a whole, you know, like maybe there's a tutorial where you could learn how to bake the fucking pretty cake, but you're still like, there's still 90% of the picture that you don't see where I think that's not such an issue in gaming, but you're right. Yeah. You're right. You know, like, Oh, I'm bad at PVP. Oh, okay. Here's someone being a God at it. And, you know, how does that make you feel? Like you may love it as a art form, but it's it's kind of the same thing. You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> more questions than answers here on the DDU as per fucking usual. But I'm really looking forward to watching The Social Dilemma. And I think that, I don't know, man, at r- raising kids in this time, like you kind of look back and you're like, you know, when I wanted to ring up my high school girlfriend, I had to pick up the fucking phone and dial her home phone number and run the risk of either her dad or her dad. brother's answering and like having to have an awkward two minute conversation and then all of that sort of shit. Now. Hi, yeah, this is, uh, this is Luke. This is Luke. <laughs> Can I please speak? I, I honestly, to the, the funny thing about. Doctor. <laughs> I'm nothing sus. <laughs> don't, don't float me. <laughs> what? All right. oh, game. Look, if if you're if you're not here for like the real world implications of your gaming habit or social media addiction, we're sorry we kind of sprung that on you. But at the same time, it's you know Matt and I talk about this sort of shit a lot. It's probably part of our interests flowing into the the podcast and that sort of thing. It's stuff that we're. I mean, Matt's become much more mindful of over through his course of, of doing the YouTube stuff yeah. quite clearly. And I'm tr- definitely trying to be more mindful of because there's part of me that loves being at war on Twitter. And I'm like, that that there's a, there's a primitive thing there that I need to figure out how to shut that the fuck off because it is not in any way constructive. Log, just think about how productive you could be if you weren't fucking shit posting on Twitter every two seconds. <sighs> yeah, but... To live is to meme. Honestly, I'll tell you this right now. I I know for a fact, especially since COVID, because I can have my phone right next to me, this yeah. fucking thing was severely impacting my ability to write and creativity. Okay. Because you just, you you have a thought, you write a sentence, and just instinctively pick up your phone to check Twitter for no fucking reason. Your phone, like, like vibrating. Like, oh, what's that? Oh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck. You, you, you just don't cut need me. It. You cut me in half. <laughs> you cut me in half. Uh, and look, why I'm on a fucking tear. Honestly, right, this, Maddie, is, this, this is Maddie's last shot, and then we're going to actually pull someone in and talk to him. <laughs> right. Right. The enjoyment I get from Twitter is fucking zero. Now, when I have a dedicated break, I watch a TV show or I watch an anime or I actually watch a series on YouTube rather than like shit fucking, you know, 30 second bullshit. Like actually watch something or just fucking sit there. I don't know about you, but I don't never just sit and do nothing. <laughs> Have you ever, mile, when was the last time you games. fucking sat and didn't do something? Oh, you want to do a social experiment? Fucking watch people at the train station. I guarantee you will oh, never dude. find someone dude. sitting for a bus and not doing anything, just looking around. Not our generation anyway. Maybe maybe elderly people you would. And you know what? They're probably fucking far better adjusted than we are. 
I've ne- my nan doesn't own a mobile phone and she's fucking all over it. <laughs> she, she knows what's important. She gives me shit about the football. Anyway, right, let's pull let's pull this uh this little customer in and, and have a chat to him about some laws, I think. Here we go. Oh good. Hello there. G'day. How you going, Possum? I've rate using homing pigeons personally to send my messages. <laughs> well done. Senchi, ladies and gentlemen, he's he's popped in and saved us from spiraling into fucking dread and fear about social media. How you going, mate? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any I can um please pivot us back to law quickly. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So Gambit no 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 no. So I thought it was pretty cool, like, in Forsaken, um, we got to see the story arc of the Awoken and everything, and so that's where we got, like you said before, the Awoken kind of origin story, and then we're going to get the Exo origin story, and we've got some pretty good ties at the moment with the Fallen. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Fallen origin story where they become our allies, like I said last time, and... um. We might even see their home world, who knows? But I wanted to say, um, do you guys know like how many more years there is predicted into destiny kind of thing? Well, and we, whatever we the answer to that is. Sorry, Sanji, go on. No, you go, you go. I was just gonna say, well, we know that there's at least two more big September year long releases. Well, they're probably gonna be November releases now after the things got delayed. But there's two more equivalent releases to beyond light for 2021 and 2022 mm. so and and they're working on a new ip as well yeah whatever that is we do, whether it's related or not uh, i mean obviously it's its own thing but time will tell because there's there's beyond light and then there's the witch queen which is savathun because what i was so, thinking so what, is, you, what your question is is do you think we're gonna sort of as much as see uh, the history of the playable races told, but the, the, the non-playable races told in a more full capacity. Yeah, do you think it's going to get to a point where we end up seeing the possible end of Destiny where we learn the origin story or we you know, learn that much about the Cabal, the Vex, the Fallen, everything? Do you think it'll come to where Destiny ends and you feel like just as there was the <laughs> era of the dark the iron lords in the dark age and there was the golden age well by the end of destiny we'll have made an age of our own when that day comes i'm going full myelin games and just gonna be (laughs) (laughs) well Sanji, let me let me uh, let me ask you this question how long's destiny been out for oh it's just a little while i would have only put a couple of hours into it no we've been out for what 2014 six years over six years Yeah, yeah six years Yep. How many storylines have been resolved in six years, Sanji? Gonna <laughs> go out on a limb let's and fucking, say one. Let's fucking extrapolate a little bit here. I fucking don't know if we're gonna get a conclusion, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I, I feel like Destiny could just die like a, a universal heat death, right? Like where everything just gets so fucking big and spread out and impossible to keep that it just ceases to exist how many 
How many generations will this story span? Who knows? I don't know, but I'm I'm trying to teach my kids about it now so that they can <laughs> fucking go on after I die. In yeah, like, mate, I don't I, know. dude, I need to have children that can fucking take over my YouTube channel. Yeah, <laughs> Milan games, and all I'm gonna and do son. is read them Destiny lore. Oh. <laughs> uh, did we answer your question, Sanchi? Not at all. I don't even think <laughs> I had a question. No, it's good. You did, mate. It's more to just come in here and make a fucking mm. statement. Uh, <laughs> no, no. The question was: Is there is there an end point in the story? Is there a point where we say we finished Destiny, we beat the darkness, and I hope we get a resolution? It's. Do you think we'll sit on our rocking chair, <sighs> rocking chair out on the porch one day, as a guardian? The rocking chair on the t- on the tower, saying it's good owning land, <laughs> like just. <laughs> Sipping lemonade. <laughs> no. It's a shit Stardew, idea. Stardew Valley's the sequel. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Sanchi, for coming in and just making us think about something other than the social medias that was good. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go good. I'm gonna go sit on my phone for a bit. Yeah, no worries, mate. Check your check your Twitter. <laughs> oh boys. <laughs> Bye mate. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. It has rattled me thinking about all that shit. Because <laughs> my phone went this... off midway through Sanchi talking and I went, oh, yeah, and, ch- and checked it. It's become a huge habit. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right, quick. If you've got Honestly, any... Honestly, uh, with your writing, with your music, you'll find yeah, heaps I, more time. I know. I know. I know. Maybe I should do an experiment for a month and just see what fucking happens. Do you know what I do? Last thing, oh, no, I'm, no. Being a fuck. I'm, being a, I'm being a fucking dickhead today, but whatever. I'm giving you everyone's life tips. They didn't ask for fucking life tips. <laughs> define, define today. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah. whenever I do work now, I put a timer on for an hour and I do an hour solid work without... You'll be fucking surprised how many times when you first start doing this, how many times you open a Twitter browser or check your phone or fucking do some bullshit... Sit at your chair for an hour. I bet you can't fucking do it. Yeah, right. What well, you mean? You reckon I can't get through an hour without checking something? Yeah. I, re- I reckon I could because I do it nearly every day because I work on music and my lunch break. But much okay. to like, it shits Rachel off because I just no. Don't I fucking know when you're on your lunch break because your fucking tweets per hour yeah, goes through the roof. I'm like damn. fucking music, <laughs> nah, dude. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm realizing a problem. All right, well, um, on that self-defeated note, <laughs> unless you've got any super, super, super ripe law questions that need asking that you want to punch out super quick in chat, uh, we might we might take oh. our leave. But you um, know what we're going to do I, next I've week, Matty? I've got someone to host if we... If we, if we All right. Um, All right. If you're still right. on, let me just have a quick we'll look. Do, we'll do that in a sec. Um, we're going to record the Patreon cast this week, this coming week, and get it up. Looking forward really? to it. I'm looking forward to it. I think it might be fodder for us just raging at the state of the universe. So that's basically what it's all about. So we're going to be doing that probably early next week. So if you're not in the Patreon and you, it's something that you're interested in, us, I mean, obviously we pretty we take the gloves off here a lot anyway, but it's it's a different thing when we know that it's not going to be widely distributed. <laughs> so we can do that. Yeah, it's it even changes, a, bit, it's a bit more fucking looser, it, isn't it? Yeah, it changes things. It's uh, it's a different kettle of fish again. So if you're into that, go and check it out. There's a heap of other stuff on there as well. 
Um, I've been editing a few intros, so we're going to start seeing our our patrons that have recorded uh, DDU intros get a get a um, start in amongst the Ricks uh, ones. So right. I, just, I, I want them to be perfect, so I'm, I'm going to do that. So we're going to start seeing a few of those come through. So um, exciting times. But uh, Maddie, where's the law going to find people this week? Have we got a have we got a location? Oh, why am I so bad at this lately? Um, what was my story about? The XO's deep sun cramped. Uh, <laughs> fucking look, you go into the vault of glass. Your ghost has a cheeky peek around in the vault of glass. <laughs> just, just, a, <laughs> just, a, just like the door's half open, and you're like, right, right, just go have a quick look. You're like, base the vault of glass. Yeah. Just pop your head in. Have a bit of a cheeky look and then come back out. Let me know what you see, right? Ghost goes in. Flash. Flashback time. What the fuck? Big Vex structure. Warring Vex. Exos, uh, uh, <laughs> which we would call Vexos. Vex Exos smashing together. There's a glint on the ground. Watch that. It's a piece of law. Oh, that's bad. I wasn't. <laughs> were you were describing a battle or a gangbang? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, mate. I've, they've, been, they've been really bad lately. I'm, uh, yeah, um, you know who we should host? Uh, Guardians Mental Health. Fuck yes. Good. Yep. Podcast. Let's do Got them? Uh, can you send me the, the handle? All right. We normally do that after yep. the podcast is finished, but that's fine. <laughs> We're going to do it now. All right. Have a good week, everyone. We'll uh, we'll catch you next Saturday. Oh, I don't know. Get fucked. Probably. Get <laughs> Stay off Twitter, Get off you your fucking phones. little shits. Get off your phone. If you're watching this Get on your phone your right phones. now, fucking throw your phone into a wall and bill someone yeah, else the for it. Of, <laughs> now that you've listened to us for two hours, get off your phones, you addicted shits. <laughs> See you next week, though.